You know, it's funny on the live stream here, the, the platform I use is uh, Springyard, and yeah. it says, it's showtime. And I always laugh because it works. For them to say it's showtime, suddenly your face just goes into like it's, host mode, I guess. Do you, yeah. do you do that? Do you get that feeling too? I do. I, I talked a lot about it that, you know, sometimes because I work all during the day, um, I usually do most of my recordings at night and I'm tired Till that mic goes live and that camera and I see my guests and all of a sudden it's like, hey, welcome to Set Lusting Bruce. <laughs> Dude, and you know what's funny is that is that you wouldn't think that you would be that kind of person. I that'd be like, oh, you know, t- put on airs or like, you know, pay attention to me or check me out or something like that. But yet, I think it's a natural tendency of when you know there's eyeballs on you, whether it's a camera or a literal eyeball, we do put on our faces. We do. But in fact, yeah, my wife is every once in a while like, who are you? Like, because she'll walk by while I'm recording. And uh, I, I try not to have the show voice, but every once in a while it does. So, well, speaking of show voices, are you ready? Are you I, ready for the mic is listening, Jesse? I am ready. Let's kick this thing. All right, my friend. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you're finally on with me. All right, let's 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 do the mic is listening. Oh, my God. What am I saying here? Let's just kick off this damn thing. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, and all that good stuff. Welcome back to The Mic is Listening. I'm Sia, and I'm so excited for today because, yes, there will be a business application to today's conversation, but the essence, the reasoning, the whole purpose, at least for me on my why for The Mic is Listening, is to share as much of the world of music in lyrics. That's why you see often the song titles or the titles of each episode. Um But yeah, man alive. I can't tell you how much I just love music. I just totally squirreled there a second ago, but it's okay. So, um, so for today's guest, I wanted to uh, offer food for thought for the rest of us. So I, I just want to ask you guys, do you connect with music? And when I say, do you connect with music? I'm actually saying in the context of what are you doing? What are you thinking? What are you feeling when you listen to music? And for a music file person like myself, you know, I have so many thoughts for it. To me, I can't function without music. So if I have to live in existence where I don't get to hear a note, I think that would probably be tantamount to like torture for me. But that's just, you know, the way my brain functions. Um, I find that music motivates me. I find that music will take me out of certain zones of emotions that we all experience. Uh, sometimes it helps me wallow in those emotions that we experience. Um, sometimes I, it's a way for me to be distracted. Sometimes music helps me focus. And I just want to ask you, and I'd love to hear you guys in comments. Tell me, does music really matter? Am I kind of obsessed? Which I get it. With my enthusiasm, I might be slightly obsessive on a lot of things, but I would love to hear what you have to say about uh, music, what it means to you, and how you leverage it for your life. So on that note, someone that's going to help me understand this obsession that I have, because someone may 
also have the same level obsession. I would love to welcome to the mic is listening our wonderful guest for this week, Jesse Jackson, the host of Set Lusting, Bruce Springsteen. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you, Sia. It is so great to be here. You and I spent, uh, gosh, over an hour talking earlier, and uh, we had so much fun. I, I, I was telling you that. Uh, we just bonded. And so I have your raw audio that I need to edit to get out to publish an episode. Uh, but I did send it to my patrons unedited and I got a couple of feedback saying how much they enjoyed our conversation. Oh, I love that. Well, I'm glad that you played the raw episode. I'm sure they're, they're like, where the hell did you find that girl? Like, <laughs> like, and, and it was funny. Cause I think it was, where did we find each other? Was it Facebook? I, I think it was Facebook. It was, you know, there are a couple of people there are find a guest, be a guest, uh, connection groups in Facebook. And I always reach out to someone when they say, oh, I want to be a guest. And I go, my show's all about music, not just about Bruce Springsteen. So if you're passionate about music, no matter what else your podcast is about, join me. We'll t- promote your podcast and we will talk about your love of music. Yes, yes. And and, and I immediately jumped at it because I was like, I like music. Yes. And it was funny because um, I didn't even like pay attention. I'm such a scatterbrain at times and it cracks me up. So I have this tendency to volunteer myself for things and not read the fine line. (laughs) Um, So when I replied back to you, I didn't realize you were Bruce Springsteen focused type podcast. I just thought we were talking about 80s music. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I can rock that. And then when we were talking and you're like, oh, yeah. So we talk about Bruce Springsteen. I was like, oh, crap. I do like Bruce Springsteen conceptually. I think he's a great yeah. guy. I feel like his music is amazing that I know of. And I got, I done got myself educated. I didn't realize I Googled uh, Bruce Springsteen and my boyfriend's like, you really don't know the songs. I go, no, no, I can name a few songs, but right. what I didn't realize I could literally sit through a concert. Cause I know so many of Bruce Springsteen songs of things he's written as well as, you know, performed with the E street band and all that good stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, gosh, I guess I'm a fan and I didn't even realize it. Is that ho- is that common for Bruce Springsteen or is it usually more like fanatics like you or like, no, you know, you're a Bruce Springsteen fan? I think that often there are the casual fans. And and one of the statements, I, I had a really good discussion. Uh, a guy named David was on the podcast and he is a massive BG fan. And he does a <laughs> yes. podcast on the Bee Gees and he's a big collector. And he and I discussed that mo- like if people – tell him, oh, I don't like the Bee Gees, his first question is, have you listened to anything besides Saturday Night Fever? And and when people say, well, I don't like Bruce Springsteen, I ask, have you listened to anything besides Born in the USA? That's CD. Yeah, I I think there are casual fans, and then there are fanatic fans. And I think there are two kinds of people, Sia. The people that go to see Bruce perform live and leave going, wow, that was long. And then others that say, oh, my goodness, that was a religious experience. When can I go back and see it again? Mm-hmm. So uh, so I'm going to he's touring next year. He's already announced European dates. And so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it's going to be close to Dallas and that all my local Dallas friends, we can figure out to, will Big Duke a watching party. And so I will definitely include you in that. Please do, because I'm a, I am I am, anyone that knows me or will get to know me, I am a music junkie. Now, I can't use the word junkie anymore. I've been told I've been advised. I am a music fanatic, and I go to concerts all the time. Case in point, 
I am going to see Smashing Pumpkins as they come back around again. I'm super stoked for that. Very but cool. I, I love the the communal aspect of music. And yeah. so I didn't, I, you know, I keep forgetting. It. It's like, I get so excited talking to my guests. I forget. I should remind everyone. The title is of this episode is Meet Me in the Land of Hope and Dreams. And to me, it meant so much for me to say that. And uh, I didn't realize, and I apologize. I'm going to say preemptively, Bruce, when I uh, did the card for you. And it, yeah. it kind of looked like a dating profile. <laughs> Yes. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't mean it that way. But what I did mean is I find that music can take you to another place. I feel like music can take you literally physically to another place, like to go to a show. And then you're in the sea of humanity of people coming together, enjoying something mutually. You could have absolutely 100 percent polar opposite personalities, viewpoints, whatever. But music can pull people together. And I think that is what attracted me to this title for you. So full disclosure, everyone, Bruce or Jesse is happily married. Sorry, wife, Jesse. Yes. I'm sorry. Didn't mean it to look like a dating no, no, profile. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Linda and I just June 2nd, we hit uh, 38 years of marriage. So yeah. So we're hanging in there. You know, I real quick comment uh two things one uh because Bruce Springsteen is so popular especially in the east coast though he obviously has a worldwide following so I get a lot of people that reach out to me that go um I can't believe I'm friends with a Dallas Cowboy fan because oh. of the East Coast. They're either <laughs> yeah. the Washington football team or the New York Giants or the Philadelphia Eagles. So I go, yes, Bruce bridges all sports uh, genres. And then no, if you could yeah. just, I, I, I wanted to share, you were, you were mentioning music and there's a significant story in my life. In 2015, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. And uh, I was in the hospital. It was a Sunday afternoon, and the uh, I was scheduled to have surgery the following day. And the cardiologist came in and said, "We we're just not sure. The test did not show your heart could take the surgery. Oh my so we're going to have to cancel the surgery." And so you're, I'm laying in the bed. Uh, my wife and I had had because we were both stressed. It kind of had a little bit of dust up. And so she had gone home. And so I was by myself in the hotel room and I'm like, oh my goodness, what if we can't have surgery? What do I do? And, and I grabbed my phone and I created new playlist and I wrote F-U-C-K cancer. Mm. And I started throwing songs on that. Love and it. I took that playlist and I had surgery. Um, I went through eight rounds of chemo. I am cancer free as of today, but that F cancer playlist stayed in rotation throughout that journey. And in, instead of watching videos or something, when I got chemo, I would just put my earbuds on, throw that F cancer playlist on and just listen to that music taking me away. Oh, congratulations. And I'm so happy that you're able to fight that. And yes, F cancer. Yes. Hardcore, F cancer, F cancer, F cancer. And for everyone and anyone that's going through it, I've said nothing but love, strength, and support your way. I I cannot tell you how much F cancer. So yes. you just all have lost too many beautiful people from it. So Jesse, I'm so stoked for that. Now, I do want to, <laughs> let's just stay positive, but I do yeah. hope though, I, I think music does play it because my sister had cancer. Unfortunately, we lost her, but we, I told her play music because it does 
hormones do get released when you listen to music. And I think it does fight, help fight physically, internally, right? If your mental well-being yeah. is in a good place, you you really, it does help. I'm not saying it's not going to solve everything, but it does absolutely help with, um, you know, for those that are like going through that. So um, let, let's, let's, uh, now I'm mad and I'm, I don't want to be positive because I want to kick well, no, I'll, I'll give you here. two fun stories while you reset. So oh. I had two guests on my show. One was a mom from New Zealand that she was, she was a car hit her while she was pregnant with her son. Mm. And so her son was born with severe disabilities and he, he was like three or four years old, had never spoke, barely acknowledged. And they were in the car and a Bruce Springsteen song came on and he started nodding his head to it. And so when she got home, um, she start she found every CD she could with Bruce Springsteen and started playing it. Um, he, at the time we recorded the interview, uh, which was probably about 2016, he was a 12-year-old. He now speaks. He now writes everything by listening to Bruce Springsteen. He learned yeah. to read by watching Bruce Springsteen videos with the captions on. He learned to <laughs> write it. by doing that. Um, and the, the reason she was on the show is they were doing a Bruce was touring in New Zealand and they were trying to get him um, to meet Bruce. And he was, he was able to meet Bruce. Adam was able to meet Bruce. So Bruce Springsteen's music actually gave this young man, his voice. Um, the other story that, and, and so we're two, this will be the second miracle for Bruce doing sainthood. And that's purely a joke, but um, Juniper was a, she was born premature um, and her parents read Harry Potter and played Bruce Springsteen for her while she was in the incubator. And so when Bruce was touring to doing his autobiography, they got to meet him. And afterwards, you know, and you only get like seven seconds with him. And they asked Juniper, because um, she's like eight or nine, were you sad you didn't get to talk to Bruce? And she said, no, no, no. He knows me. He wrote me all these songs. So, uh, so the, and, and, and it's not just Bruce's music, it's every music, but because I focus on Springsteen mostly on my podcast, these are just stories I hear. And, and that's when I invite someone to join me, I want to join the power and the magic of rock and roll. I love that. Like I said, it is, it's a great connector. Right. Yes. And, and, and here's what I'm going to think, uh, challenge us all on. And, and, and yeah. by the way, I was trying to, uh, say thanks out there for, uh, for Rick and uh, answering your question. I'll do that in a sure. second, you guys. But, um, I wonder if we could actually play more music while at work in a way that can pull people together more. Like I know people play softly in their cube and whatnot. Yeah. I wonder if it's like, and I, and I guess they, they do factory music, right? Like they play in the factory to kind of keep. Sure. No, I think that's more along to keep people focused and march into a beat. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it's a great way to really bring people more together. Because in all my years of working in corporate America, it wasn't even a option or focus or a priority or a consideration. Do you think that would help bring more people together professionally speaking? I absolutely would. I, you know, I would love to, and I, I would get weird looks, but it, I feel like we should, anytime you're going to have a meeting, you should say the first five minutes is, okay, rotate, 
play your favorite song to start this meeting. What and we could throw it up on YouTube or throw it on a music, and then you could hear everyone's different thoughts and feelings, and like, and then maybe even spend a few minutes. What about this song speaks to you? Why is this your favorite song? Ooh. When I started my job, and I know we were going to talk about this, I run in, I run a contact center for the for the RV industry. Um, I work for a company called CoachNet. We do roadside assistance for uh, RVs. And when I started, I met with every employee that's on the contact center floor. And, you know, I asked them all the different questions. What do you like about the job? What don't you like about the job? What do you want from me as a new director? And my last question was, if you had to have one song on your road trip, playlist what would the song be and so i took every song and i um <laughs> i put it on a spotify playlist that has the coach if you can actually do a search coach net road trip song playlist and it i have every song and i continue that i continue that uh every time a new employee starts when i meet with them i go okay and don't forget email me you know what is that one song you'd have to have on your road trips uh playlist Oh my gosh. Okay. So what, let me ask you this and put you on the spot. What is your one song that you need on your playlist? Well, I, you know, you've got to have born to run, right? <laughs> born to run. We've got to get out of here while we're young. Cause tramps like us, baby, we're born to run. Oh my gosh. You know, what's funny. I didn't know about Bruce Springsteen is uh, how lyrical he is. Like, is he the primary songwriter? Yes. Or, yes. Okay, so, I mean, I'm sorry, not songwriter, lyricist. Yes. Okay. Yes, he writes both. He he very seldom works with a partner. Um, he certainly and there's a beautiful documentary. Um, his latest album is called Letter to You, and on Apple uh, TV there is a documentary making of that. Um, what was cool is this was right before the pandemic. They got the whole E Street band together and they spent five days making an album. Mm. And they just all kind of work together and you, you show how much the band, like he plays the song on his guitar and then they're all sitting there with legal pads and pencils writing. And then they come up with the arrangement together. Oh, that's fascinating. Oh, okay. So he does strike me as someone that is very much in tune with teamwork, which I absolutely have nothing but admiration for. He doesn't, he seems a very, humble guy right it's always been he's been very supportive of his band too which i think is really freaking cool yeah uh you know there was a time in the late 80s where he fired everyone oh i do Uh, remember that yes you're right and uh it was time and they have talked about afterwards that he 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 regrets it in a lot of ways in other ways he doesn't because it led them like all our choices right see uh um Sarah Hickman is a singer songwriter from Austin. And one of her lines is my mistakes got me to this place where the flowers replace the thorns. And I always love that, that, you know, our life journey, you never know for sure what you think was a mistake led to something better, you know, so you kind of have to take it in stride, but um, in his there is a Netflix special where it sh- they filmed his Broadway. He did a one man show on Broadway and he talked about that bands are one plus one equals three. That's the magic of a band, a make your 
you are greater than yourselves by making music together. And he said that his career would not be the same without the E Street Band. Oh, that's very, that's very cool. That's very cool. Like I said, he just strikes me as someone that I, and no one's infallible. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the fact that he had the, I think, again, the intelligence, emotional intelligence to understand, okay, so for whatever reason, he fired the band, but then he brought them back together again. And you know, damn well, I would love to have been a fly on the wall of that conversation of like, oh yeah, hey, by the way, when I, you know, kind of screwed you guys all over for a few years there, I'd like to bring the band back. You know, that must have been a very tough conversation for everyone involved. I think they were all happy. I will tell you what's very interesting is Clarence Clemens, the big man, Mm -hmm. you know, the um, the saxophone for the long time, wrote a book about his uh, experiences. And it is a beautiful book because um, he every other chapter is a tall tale. So Mm -hmm. some of them are just fiction and some of them are facts and the book is gray means it's fiction clear pages means it's reality uh but he he was playing on um he was in a room he got a phone call and um he looked over to the person he was sitting with because he was touring with them at a time and said i just got fired the east street brand is breaking up and he was at the time Clarence was playing in the Ringo Starr All Star Band, so it was in the room with Ringo Starr, and we're like, "Wow! If anyone can understand the significance of a band breaking up, it would be Ringo." <laughs> so. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. At, at their peak, yes, right, sixty eight, sixty nine, they broke up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it seventy? No, so. Yeah, it, it's it's right around that it's time. It's right around and that I time. Know, and my Beatle expert fans are now yelling at us that we do I know. not know exact the date, but that's okay. And you know what's so bad? I'm so bad. I went to uh, England, London, and I went to go visit Abbey Road, and I actually bought um, a, I don't know what, I don't, it's it's not the original, it's like a copy yeah. of the original, a lithograph, I think it's yeah. called it, of him, uh, of, of Paul McCartney writing Let It Be. Yeah. And I have not mounted it or framed it yet. It's still sitting in my closet like an idiot. I'm like, what did I pay this money for? So, yes, Beatles fan, come at me. I'm a very, very bad, bad uh, fan right now. But, okay, speaking of being fans, so I want to challenge guys a little bit here because I thought it would be kind of fun because you you actually challenged me on this. And yeah. so I'm kind of curious to see what other people are thinking. So can we just talk about this little lyric here that um, you asked me on your show, so that isn't released yet which I'm, I'm cool if you don't ever edit it because I know I'm just a train wreck to edit. I get that. But let's talk about Thunder Road, everyone. If you don't know the song, don't worry. I didn't know it either <laughs> until I heard it. But these uh, lyrics kind of jumped at me, and I would love to ask you guys what you think the song meaning is. So I'll just say it real quickly. Well, the night's busting open. These two lanes will take us anywhere. We got one last chance to make it real, to trade in these wings on some wheels. Climbing back, heaven's waiting down on the tracks. Oh, come take my hand. We're riding out tonight to case the promised land. Oh, Thunder Road. Oh, Thunder Road. Oh, Thunder Road. Lying out there like a killer in the sun. Hey. I know it's late. We can make it fun if we run. Oh, Thunder Road, sit tight, take hold, Thunder Road. Jesse, 
What do you think this song means to you? So Thunder Road to me, and it is the very first song on his album, Born to Run. In context, this was Bruce's third album. His first two albums, while critically acclaimed, did not sell very well. And so Columbia Records was getting ready to drop him. Um, and the they they were going to and so born to run ended up being a success for him and thunder road is the invitation to hit the road and take this journey with him and the if you listen to all of born to run bruce has said it is a story of a night in uh in a person's lives uh and it ends uh with jungle land um so the I think the song is an invitation to let's let's go out in the world together. And as we talked about, one plus one equals three. Together, we can make this more than we can solo. And I love that. What I have done, and I um, I tell the story on the podcast. Jay Armstrong is a honors English teacher in the Philadelphia area. And he would um, take his seniors and they would spend two days breaking apart Thunder Road, similar to what you just did, as a poem. And at the end of the two days, he asked his class the question, does Mary get in the car? And that is the question I end every one of my podcasts with. I Even if someone is not a Springsteen fan, I tell them in advance, go listen to Thunder Road, read the lyrics, be ready to discuss this question. And so uh, that's what I do. Yeah. And Thunder Road, you know, I um, it is, I think, arguably, and in polls, it is Bruce's uh, favorite. It is the number one song by most. Most people would vote Thunder Road as his greatest song. It's a very thoughtful song. Like, I mean, it, it, it made me think, which, by the yeah. way, Jesse, very hard to do. I try not to think too much on a lot of things because yeah. once I start going down a rabbit hole, I start going down a rabbit hole. So um, if I remember correctly, my interpretation, because I knew nothing about the history, so I just read it yeah. and, and fresh faced, if you will. And I think it took it a little bit more literally in the context of, you know what, this is uh, I thought it was a song of someone that was uh, in passing, going to pass away. Yeah. And uh, the opportunity was uh, the Bruce being the, the the singer or the narrator of this um you know there's a lot of uh you know mentions to heaven and all that stuff but i just kind of felt like it was one of those things where um you know mary are you ready to go and leave earth and come to yeah. heaven if you and that's how way i viewed it but it's but it's really about making that decision to let go of something as well right so he's i said i think i used the word grim reaper but um uh, could have been an angel no, I, I love that. And I do think the, you know, one of the things that we need to, re- anytime you choose something, you are not choosing something else, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so make, and, and sometimes making a choice is scary. And I believe that if you read that Mary is on that front porch, you know, and, you know, Mary climb in, this is a town full of losers. We're pulling out of here to win. Um, and we don't know if Mary climbs in. We don't know the lyrics if she's from the front porch to my uh, from the porch to my front seat, you know, is is a journey. And you have to know, did she make that decision? Are we going to make that decision? Are we going to try 
that new experience? Are we going to try to to take that risk to love someone, to start a new job, mm-hmm. to start a family, to, you know, do whatever you need to do. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's scary. It can be very uh, daunting trying to make that decision. You know what now? See, I knew it. I knew this is why you and I could keep just talking about this. And I know our time is yeah. running up a little bit, but, but I knew we could always tie this back to business type applications, right? Because this is yeah. a, this is predominantly a live stream of, for the focus of business individuals, particularly on LinkedIn, but obviously my YouTube folks and whatever and have not my family and friends on Facebook, but it is so freaking true that, you know, we, we all make our career decisions, you know, with our wants needs at that particular time. And, and so many of us are risk averse. There's so many people that I've just recently met again as an entrepreneur and calling and going down this entrepreneurial route is that decision to leave the comfort of corporate, to make it out on your own so you can make your own decisions that you can, you know, do to provide for yourself and your family and all that good stuff. That's a huge leap of faith. And this song I think does resonate and it should resonate. So, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge everybody, listen to Thunder Roads. And I would love to hear the opinion on, you know, what you guys, what what you think about Thunder, Thunder Road, you guys, because I'm I'm all for that. If I'm you know sniffing my own glue here, I'm cool with that. I'm used to that. I've been told that many times. But full disclosure, I don't. Well, maybe I have. I didn't sniff glue. I sniffed a lot of dry erase markers as a kid. But that being said, that's irrelevant. That's right. me freaking relevant. So, Bruce, I I do want to make a mention on this one thing. Um, is I just love the fact that you're you have your own professional career, right? Yes. You work in the RV industry, which, by the way, for anyone. Uh, basically the company that he's with is coach coach net in essence it's like the um uh if you are renting an rv you can call them and they can give you guidance if something goes wrong or whatever it's what's that on star kind of equivalent yeah so simpler like simple like um triple a you know everyone knows triple a so we are that for the rv industry so uh whether you we have programs with different dealerships that when you buy um, an RV, you know how at the end when you're buying a car, they're like, hey, do you want to do extended protection? Do you want roadside assistance? They do the same thing with RVs. And then one of our clients does a, uh, you can rent RVs and that's one of the options. You can pick roadside assistance. The other thing to quote, to plug us a little bit, uh, the difference between us and some of the other providers is we have over a dozen certified technicians that um, are on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So let's say you've rented an RV and you're, it's in the winter and your heater's not working. You can call us. We will transfer you to a technician and they will actually try to walk you through mm. how to fix those things um, when, you know, over the phone so that you aren't messing up your vacation. Uh, because, you know, vacation days are glorious so they're they're you know they're golden we don't want to waste them sitting on the side of the road for two days waiting for someone to come get you help i am i've been trying even during the pandemic i was begging my significant other i'm like dude let's go on a road trip let's take our two doggies and go and for various reasons we haven't done it yet so anyone else please 
do it for me and tell me all about it and send me pictures. I need to live vicariously through all of you. For those well, that want to get a hold of you, Bruce, I assume LinkedIn is much uh, to get a hold LinkedIn of you. LinkedIn is fine. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is at Set Lusting Bruce. If you have a favorite musician, reach out to me and I would love to have you join me. Really quick, I've got to answer Rick's question, um, yes. and I'll make this quick. I know we're running out of time. Set Lusting Bruce came from uh, Bruce Springsteen performs live, and his set list um, changes every every uh, show. He very seldom says, like, about 60% of the song will be the same songs, but the other 40% he changes every night, and he does the songs a different order. So as people are watching him perform live, social media, they'll tweet, oh, song number one is blank, song number two. And so instead of set listing, you start set lusting, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he's doing this song and I'm not there. So that's where the title came from it. Oh my God. That's so cool. I love that. But yeah. I never thought, cause you know, it's so funny. I didn't like realize you said set lusting at first. I was like, Oh, yeah. set listing Bruce. I'm like, cause I, I have a few of my own set lists that I have snagged yeah. off stage on my own and right. fought people over. Like I've got scars from it, but, um, and you know, the irony of that I've got scars. I don't know where any of those set lists are. Well, I will give you a couple other things. One, yes, definitely. If you want to talk, not only Bruce, but talk about any musician, reach out to me directly and we will book you on the show. I'm always looking for guests. And if you and your significant others want to make a quick road trip, uh, currently uh, it's July as we're recording this through the uh, middle of September um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there is the Woody Guthrie Center. Uh, which is a whole museum dedicated to the music of Woody Guthrie. They're having a Bruce Springsteen live exhibit, which is a wonderful exhibit celebrating Bruce's live show. There's interactive uh, kiosks, there's memorabilia, there's a whole drum kit of Bax Weinberg, the drummer. And right next door to it is the Bob Dylan Museum, so mm -hmm. which is a museum dedicated to uh, Bob Dylan. So that's what we did this past weekend to celebrate my 64th birthday is we went up there and we spent all day. And so we did the Woody, we did the Bob Dylan museum and we did the Woody Guthrie museum with the spring. So if you want to take a road trip to Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, that is definitely a great day to spend in a two wonderful music museums. Oh my God. That's so huge. I'm happy belated birthday to you. Thank you very much. I did see your, I did see your Facebook pictures. I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So that is, that is definitely something for sure. That's worth it for the road trip guys. And if you live outside of the area, you might want to take an RV and check it out. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Like that unabashed. Yeah. So on that note, then everyone, Jesse, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank we you. We could go another hour. Me. Couldn't we? I know we could, I know we could. And that's the problem. I, Look, I'm trying to take feedback as constructively as possible, which is I need to get better with my time management, whatevs. If you know me 40 freaking years now plus, you'll know that that's out the door. So yes. anyway, um, on that note, everyone, please check out. Uh, let me do this again. Boop. The podcast of the week. Oops. Podcast of the week is set lusting for Bruce. The bring of uh, bring. Oh, my God. I can't even speak English. Set lusting Bruce. It is all about Bruce Springsteen. It is an amazing and awesome podcast. Jesse is, what's cool about Jesse is, yes, it's about music, but it's not always just about it. He's very, very intelligent with a lot of all different topics. Trust me, we've had like a four-hour conversation over it. But um, anyone that's got their opinions on music, by all means, 
share it because that's what makes the world go around. And by the way, makes you a bit more likable. Can I see that? Yes, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. That way we can connect with you. So on that note of connection, I do have some, uh, uh what's that called? You got to do your house cleaning, keeping yes. stuff. So house real keeping, quick. Yes. Housekeeping. Uh, anyway, uh, as always guys, do you want to give a shout out every month? Uh, as we all know by now, damn it, if you've been listening to me every week, I am the Dallas co-chair with my business partner, Aaron Greger of uh, the Dallas chapter of Global Leaders Organization. We are fully committed to helping all entrepreneurs uh, grow their own community, commerce, capital, content, have access to all those really cool people that can help you grow your business. I always ask, how can we help you? Help you, help me, help me, help you, all that good stuff. And of course, I am uh, a podcast consultant and strategist, and we do have a production agency firm. Don't judge it based on this live stream because I'm doing this one by myself. What we do for our clients, we do have dedicated staff on site. So everyone has a story to tell. Do it with a podcast. We'll help you with consulting if you've got questions, help you set your strategy in alignment with your overall marketing strategy. Obviously, do the legwork with the production, and we'll help you build the marketing collateral material that you can promote on social media. So on that note, Jesse, I just want to say one last time, thank you so very much. It was wonderful. Um, we'll end with, I will end with uh, the land, land of Hope and Dream lyrics. Well, I will provide for you, and I'll stand by your side. You need a good companion now for this part of the ride. Leave behind your sorrows. Let this day be your last. Tomorrow there'll be sunshine and all this darkness past. Meet me in the land of hope and dreams. I love it. I love it. Love it. And reiteration, reminder, Bruce is not offering himself up. He's actually requoting a lyric from Bruce Springsteen. So uh, sorry, sorry to your wife. Yes. But on that note, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Mic is Listening. Until then, we will see you next week.